Jeff Boyardee is Poe's mentor. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, it was always going to be Leia. Could have been Baby Yoda. <laughs> wow, what a huge oversight. There's just a hole in the Death Star. Like, what the heck? You know, just like board that up or something, you know? And jumped onto Wikipedia. I was like, oh, there it is. I refused to get on the Wook, <laughs> as, as Jared lovingly refers to it. You're listening to the Star Wars Archives, a Utini.com Patreon-exclusive podcast. Your regular deep dive down the rabbit hole of the Star Wars universe. Discussion, analysis, Easter eggs, and obscure books you've never heard of. And now, here are your hosts, Jose and Trevor. Hello there, and welcome to the second episode of the Star Wars Archives, where we take some random Star Wars topic and explain the living Bantha Poodoo out of it. I am Jose, aka Joxie in the Utiniverse. I have watched all Star Wars canon movies and TV shows. I have read 38 Star Wars books, and I own only nine of them. And I'm Trevor, I'm Keeper of a Timeline over at Utini.com. I've consumed far too much Star Wars media over the years. I currently own 925 Star Wars books, and I own exactly zero pieces of Star Wars Lego. Zero pieces? Zero pieces. I did not know this. No Star Wars Lego. I am winning here. I do have a number of Star Wars Lego, not the big sets because I don't have space for them. But I have been collecting the uh, the minifigs because they are fun and a little bit. I mean, it's cheaper to just buy eight dollar minifigs than spend fifty dollars to get a whole bunch of other things. I'd, I'd I'd love to be able to afford that massive super star destroyer, but you know, it's just a ridiculous amount of money. Someday, someday. Yeah. All right. So as we've already sort of introduced a topic let me just be more formal about it trevor but yeah on today's episode we will be discussing the lego star wars holiday special um we will get into easter eggs callbacks and just our general thoughts on how well they did um we'll also probably dive into just the original um holiday special i think we're probably gonna even start with that and then just talk about Lego Star Wars at large. And I don't know if we have time, maybe talk about the holidays in general. Who knows? Um, let's see. So, um, you know, we'll just have fun. And I'm not going to give a proper spoiler warning on this episode because, I don't know, it's just a Lego special. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's fun. And I don't think you're gonna spoil anything if you know things beforehand or not if you do if you have watched a bit watched the episode or the, the special before listening to us then great but you will probably want to go back and watch it again because we're going to point out some things that are kind of cool and if you haven't watched it then good for you then watch it after this and you're going to go in with a lot more knowledge than you had before um trevor do you want to remind our listeners about the format of the show Sure. So uh, this is a largely unscripted show. Uh, me and Jose kind of de- decide on a topic for each show. Jose will do some research. I will try to do as little research as possible. Um, I'll make myself some notes just so I don't forget things. And then just kind of shoot from the hip and see what rabbit holes we fall down. That's right. And uh, yeah, so let's before we get started, let's just do a, a little bit of housekeeping. Um, so as uh, you know, we, we do want to get... Um, questions and topics from you guys listening to us so uh you can we do have an email account we have a twitter we have an instagram we're also both on the discord the utini discord so you can reach us um through any of those medium our email address is the swarchives at gmail.com and you can also find our twitter and instagram um our it's the same uh name which is swarchivespod so you can send us a message if you have any questions, comments, and also definitely check out our social media just to uh, to see pictures of, of all the books and all the references that Trevor is going to be bringing up. We're going to put up all the links in there and all these pictures so that you can see what the heck he is talking about. And um, yeah, it's Trevor, what, uh, do you have anything else to add? Yeah, feel free to... Um drops ideas for future episodes as well you know if there's anything anything you want to know more about or any deep dives that you really want us to go down then feel free to drop us a line and we'll see see what happens perfect 
All right, so this is our second episode, second time doing this this little intro. I think some of it flowed maybe a little bit more smoothly than last time, but we're still getting used to it. Um, we'll get that. We'll get that. <laughs> yeah. How are you? How are you? What do you think of how are how are we doing so far? Uh, no, I've, I've really enjoyed. It. I, I was thinking to myself, you know, when we first started talking about doing this podcast and taking these deep dives into the you know the minute. Minutiae? 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 How do you even say that word? Into the tiny details. That's the one. Into the the tiny details. You know, I've been threatening on Slack to want to do something like this for a long time. I didn't think the second episode in we'd be talking about Lego. (laughs) Well, (laughs) and it was my idea. Yeah. Yeah, you did bring it up. Well, we knew that it was coming out. We knew that, like, well, when we started talking about this, we knew that Lego Star Wars... uh, you know, Christmas or holiday special was coming out, so we knew we were gonna hit it. But uh, yeah, I don't think we expected it to be the second one in or the slightly more polished version where we actually say the name of the show because the last one we were still untitled. But now, obviously, of course, we've got an absolutely awesome intro by Matt as well. So you know, massive thank yeah. you to Matt for that. Definitely, thanks to Matt, and also just for everyone at the Utini team because they've been very supportive of everything so far. I mean, they all love that intro. Um, okay, should we just uh, get right into it? Yeah. So, um, so let's discuss the original holiday special. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, what do you? Wh- bit of, bit of info <laughs> for anyone who you know is blissfully unaware of it. Um, released in 1978, it was a made-for-TV special. Um, pretty much unanimous, unanimously disowned by everyone who was involved in it. It's never been repeated on TV or had an official release. Um, and even George Lucas once said he'd like to hunt down and burn every copy. So, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Have you seen it, Jose? I have never watched the whole thing. I have watched scenes here and there. Um, I have been wanting to see the whole thing probably with a good amount of alcohol with me just to maybe make it more bearable. I don't, I don't, I, don't I wouldn't know. put it on your bucket list. <laughs> I know that I, you know, I have seen this, the bits and pieces I've seen, I'm just laughing and just wondering what it is that they were trying to do. Then I have read a lot about it, but yeah, I've never seen it. Um, I know I've seen, I mean, I did watch one of the scenes very recently, like two days ago, I had to, I was talking to someone and I told them that about the Wookiee VR scene. Oh yeah, Wookiee porn. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So, um, and that's, is that Chewbacca's grandfather or father or? That's his dad. Yeah. His dad. Yeah, where he gets into that VR contraption, and he seems to really enjoy his time in uh, in this virtual space. The one thing I'll say is that the Wookiee makeup is actually pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, better than Luke's just... makeup. <laughs> no, they, I mean, you can see that they put a lot of effort and thought into putting this together. Like, Make, I don't know if there was logic, yeah, yeah. but someone thought about it. Someone, you know, there were, you know, they did something with it. Um, but it's, it does have its, you know, it does have its redeeming features. I mean, it was the first appearance of Boba Fett for a start. There we go. Um, it was in an animated cartoon segment, which was. It was actually produced by the same company that went on to make the Droids and Ewoks cartoons of the 80s. Oh. Um, and it. If, if this is the closest the holiday specials come to an official release because that animated segment was included as a hidden extra on the complete saga Blu-ray release in 2011. Oh, wow. I have actually never. I have seen screenshots of that animated part, and that's not bad. Um, that one's that one's okay, really. But it, I mean, we do see Boba Fett actually kicking more. I mean, from what I know, right? I think he does do more than he does in the actual movies right again it's been a while since i watched it but it's something about dinosaurs and um <laughs> of course yeah he's riding a dinosaur but he has the same weapon that the mandalorian has in the, the yeah. series his little um two-pronged staff thing um so that's, that's where really that came cool. from so was i mean do they call him boba fett in the in the i think so um, I, special? I, I should have researched this a bit more um 
this is where the off the cuff bit comes from. I'm sure that <laughs> somebody has amnesia in it, but I can't remember who. Um, because there was a retcon about that. I think it might have been Han has amnesia or gets hit with something and forgets things. And that's why he can't remember having met Boba Fett before something happened. Um, oh, wow. But yeah, something along those lines. Or you can just write it off as, you know, it was an in-universe cartoon, like The Adventures of Boba Fett or something. <laughs> Is that how it's presented within the I know there was... Um, special? Like, how do they switch to cartoons? Because I think uh, Chewie's son is watching it on telly, I believe. Oh. <laughs> and then he, t- okay. he turns it on and it's there. Or, again, it's it's been a while. And even for this podcast, I was not going to go and watch the holiday special again. <laughs> so are you telling our people here listening to us that they should not be watching the original holiday special? Absolutely. I like these people. <laughs> <laughs> watch, watch the Boba Fett bit on YouTube and leave the rest alone. But well, it did also introduce Chewie's family, which we'll come back to later. There we go. So we've got. So there's. A, I mean, there's a little bit. I mean, and, and if you want to speak a little bit of uh, of Wookie, that's a lot they do of Wookie. Have like ten or fifteen minutes of uh, without subtitles. Yes, of them no subtitles. Yeah, so, you know, you can try to decipher what they're talking about, and then you can also start making your own Wookiee sounds, so... Um, but we've got... So, obviously, we're introduced to all his family, so let's see if we can do the names here. So, we've got Chewie's wife, which is Malatabuck. Chewie's son, which is Lumpawarump. Lumpy. Yep. Um, and then his dad, Atty Chitkuk. <laughs> <laughs> But they call him Itchy. Itchy for short. Itchy. Yeah. That's right, because I've, I've heard of Itchy. Um, you know, the whole uh, story is about them going back to celebrate Life Day, which is obviously where we tie into the Lego conversation later on. That's right. Um, but there was there was another kid's book that came out the year after called The Wookiee Storybook, which sees oh. Han and Chewie going back to Kashyyyk for Chewie's 200th birthday party. Um, and apart from that, you know, his family get pretty short shrift. They don't turn up very often. Um, Lumpy had a bit of a major role in Tyrant's Test, uh, which is the third of a Black Fleet Crisis trilogy. But then okay. you'll you'll like this one for... This is how deep we're going to go in, what, the first 10 minutes of a show? Um, Itchy's mm-hmm. largest appearance in the Expanded Universe was one of the campaign levels in the Galactic Battlegrounds video game, set in 38 years before the Battle of Yavin, fighting alongside Qui-Gon Jinn to repel a Trade Federation what? invasion of a Kashyyyk moon. What? Well, <laughs> so, wait, how this, old is This is, is why we don't compare notes. <laughs> um, no, how old is Lumpy? No, no that's Itchy. Itchy, yeah. Itchy, sorry. Yeah, I think Lumpy's meant to be like 10. Exactly, okay, yeah. Okay, that, well, but, I mean... Because Chewbacca is pretty old. He's yeah, he's old like he? two hundred. Two hundred. Okay, and he just goes on his this whole journey with with Han Solo and abandons his family. D- yeah, kind of. I'm sure he doesn't. See In like canon, that. hold on. I'm sure sh- canon and legends. I'm I'm sure there's a scene actually where um, Chewie's wife pretty much says to him, "No, you have to go on your debt um, because he rescued <laughs> you from slavery. We'll we'll be fine." Yes. Yes, and he never goes back to visit, except for maybe now in the new holiday special where they do see each other again. I I have issues with certain parts of that, which we're going to discuss later. <laughs> okay, um, okay. The original holiday special. One question: When when does it happen within uh like universe continuity? If it were to be canon, uh, it's, I think it's pretty much. I think that on my timeline, you split the Boba Fett part and the rest of it. I think the the main frame story is kind of six months. After a new hope, and the Boba Fett bit, it's somewhere still in that first year. I, okay. I don't have my spreadsheet open, but I, I, for various reasons, you know, that I've picked up over the years, um, they definitely they fit better in different spots. Okay, what month is Life Day? Ah, uh, now see. <laughs> <laughs> Now, back in Legends, uh, there used to be a 10-month Star Wars calendar in a year. That's something that came from the West End Games role-playing um, days. And those months even have names, but I don't know what they are. 
However, the 10 month thing kind of almost got phased out during the original Clone Wars project between episodes two and three, as various um, books and comics declared themselves to be however many days after the Battle of um, Geonosis. But essentially, I think Life Day is in November, the equivalent of November, I think. November. Well, I mean, it is, you know, the original was released like the new one on November 17th. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so we can maybe assume that it is more or less like within that time frame. And I, I thought that was a really nice touch as well. The fact that they dropped on, on the same day as the original. Right. No, that was not really nice touch. So, and they didn't have can... nearly as much. I was expecting them to have, you know, more sort of callbacks to the original holiday special, which is, they probably thought about it and went, you know what, that's a terrible idea. Let's not do that. <laughs> we don't need so, a cooking segment. <laughs> There's a cooking segment? Yeah, with uh, B. Arthur. Apparently she's quite a famous American chef from the 70s with her own TV show. Uh-huh. Yep, that's in the original holiday special. Interesting. I know that Carrie Fisher also sings, right? Because she wanted to be a singer or something like that back then. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure singing is the thing that was happening, but <laughs> something <laughs> happened. Something along those lines. <laughs> okay. Um, well, is there anything else you want to talk about regarding the original holiday special? No, I need, I need a shower already. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, it's. I'm, I'm looking at your face right now. I mean, we, we do have a Zoom call going on as we're recording this, so I'm like looking at you just like Let's move on from this. So, um, yeah, why don't we get into the actual or the new holiday special? Yes. Okay. So, Legos. Before we before we even get there, I've not been. A, I'm not a massive fan of that new intro they've been using on um, Star Wars on Disney Plus. You know where the the various heads spin around and then they just have the word Star Wars. <laughs> Yeah, me me neither. But it was a nice I mean, touch that they changed it to Lego heads for this. Yes. I I laughed right away when I saw that. Um when I I mean, at this point I did get like I'm used to expecting it right at the beginning of the of the shows on Disney Plus. Yeah, it just doesn't feel um, um, majestic intro. enough to me. Right. Like, yeah, no, I mean, uh I felt the same way when I first saw it. I was like, what is this? This is you're trying to be like the Marvel shows or something, but not quite as epic. Yeah. Um it was simple, but I did laugh when I saw the Lego one. I thought that was definitely funny. So, um, overall, what did you think of it? <laughs> I I think I was my mouth was open through most of the the special because I just couldn't believe what was happening. I was very confused. <laughs> I mean, I I I think I enjoyed every second of it, but I was just like, what is going? on? on in here like how like i don't even did I, how much planning went into this like obviously a lot but at the same time did any of it like make any sense it just they were jumping all over the place and it then i mean that's why it made it so to me really fun to watch but it was also just so chaotic it, yeah, it was absolutely nuts um <laughs> I, I i loved it i love i love dumb star wars dumb weird star wars you know it's it's some of the best star wars <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, there's, I was, we were just talking about this right before starting recording, right? That there's, uh, you know, you kind of have to have fun with Star Wars, right? Like Star Wars, a lot of, you know, it's kids need to enjoy it, adults need to enjoy it. So there's, you can't take any of it too seriously. And then there's Lego Star Wars, which is just like a step below because they can really just have fun. And I mean, it, it's, it's the same kind of like tradition of like jokes that they've been having with the Lego movies and the Lego Batman movie which is just, like, completely ridiculous with a few things in there that are just, like, fun and, like, actual, like, nods to the to the real things. But it's just off-the-wall chaos and craziness. I mean, from a, from a canon point of view, though, I'm not saying mm -hmm. it didn't happen. <laughs> it didn't <laughs> not happen. It could. I mean, it's the first... <laughs> well, correct me if I'm wrong, but I guess it, this is the first that we've seen of anything happening post-Episode 9. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it is in my head canon. Yeah. Like, it, you know, it, there's nothing to stop a big, serious, grown-up book coming out next year and going, well, Ray was at that party and she went off and had a few visions. 
<laughs> yeah, so 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 maybe she didn't really jump through all these like wormholes that created by some sort of special crystal, and she was just going. I mean, it was really just sort of a uh, forced visions. But hey, why not? <laughs> I like it. Let's do it. Um. So yeah, so like you said, first post Rise of Skywalker story. Um. Again, celebrating Life Day, which is a good callback. You know, when I started sort of um making a few notes of things to talk about as I went through. I I wrote down that it was a nice callback with Finn practicing with the remote. Um and as a you know, as the minutes went on, I thought, if I put down every single callback to a Star Wars film, I'm just gonna be writing a novel here. This <laughs> it is calls true, back no, to yeah. every Star Wars film. Although I don't think Rogue yeah. One got a look in. Now I think about I it. I didn't see Rogue One. No. Um they did have I mean right there when he was training, I when he got the the wood stick I thought that was a nice callback to Rebels when Ezra yeah, is training. Yeah, absolutely. So we we have seen the the wooden um, lightsabers before, technically. Um, I like that Rose was in it as well. Um, and voice and she voiced herself. Yes. Um, yes. I, Sorry, I, I think that's what you were about to say. It, it was. Yeah. To jump in. And um, you know, <laughs> you could argue she had a bigger part in this than she had in Rise of Skywalker. One could argue this. This is true. Um, oh, we've got to talk about the Daisy Ridley actor, or the Ray actor, sorry. She was incredible. I was convinced that Daisy Ridley had voiced her herself. I I was wondering about that. So she didn't do she didn't no, do her own voice, no. right? Um I think Kelly Marie Tran and um Billy D. Williams are the only, you know, live action ones. So a lot of the other ones were the guys who do no, the voices for Clone Wars and things like that. Um Three PO. Oh yeah. It was also three PO. Yes. Um, but yeah, we do have a lot of people from the Clone Wars. Yes. Like, um, which was, I mean, we do get the the clones talking to each other and you can, you know, already tell. But I, I love seeing, um, sort of young, petulant Obi-Wan, but with the voice that we're used to <laughs> as yes. Alec Guinness Obi-Wan. I loved that. Yes. No, that was great. Oh my God. The, the scene where the, there's a three Obi-Wans yeah. and they all just go, hello there. I just lost it, man. <laughs> uh, that needs to be on repeat for Charles. Just twenty four seven. Well, I you know we we know that when any whenever anyone new joins our Discord, I I we there's a race to see who's the first one to put up the hello there gif. Oh, now we need that GIF. one. Uh, yes, well that will be I guess my what I'm gonna be doing. The this triple whammy. We're done with this. Triple. <laughs> That's right. Um. All right. So let's if we go back to like let's keep going going through chronologically of what's happening in the, in this uh, in the special. Um, the book that Ray has, where she's studying, you know, all you know what she needs to do to properly train um, Finn. Yes, you know, there's some Arabic writing in there. There was, and I and I translated it. Good, because I haven't. <laughs> what, okay, what, what does it say? Tell me, it just says book. So, well, um, it does not just say book. Um, when Ray is discussing and talking about, you know, that she's trying to figure out how, you know, a Jedi's future becomes clear with the key to the Jedi's past yeah. when she mentions that line. And then it kind of like looks at the book itself and there's like some little graphic. There is some Arabesh writing in there that says Sidious. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's clever. So... See that the book told her that Sidious was going to play a part in this. That um, even the book itself, though. But now, let's not let's not talk about whether it did or didn't happen. Let's just assume everything's in the same universe. You know, they're the same books that she took yes. from um, Luke on Acto uh, in um, mm -hmm. Last Jedi. But the cover of the one she she looks at to begin with is very similar to the Jedi Path reference book by Dan Wallace. Um, so even that I thought was quite cool, intentional or not. Um, you can almost put pick that same book up off your shelf. That's really cool. I didn't realize that. I do own that, and I, I didn't realize that it was the same the same cover or like similar at least. Are there? I mean, have you? There's a whole collection of those books, though, right? There's like the Book of the Sith. And yeah, yeah. I think there's. Uh, let me have a look. I think there's five in Legends, and then one in Canon, I believe. That sounds about right. That's cool. Have you read them? Of, of course I've read them. <laughs> <laughs> no, those those books I love because, you know, 
they themselves are massive uh, deep dives and they tie in all sorts of different things from years of publishing and Dan, Daniel Wallace, who writes those books, he's incredible for doing that. So whenever he writes a reference book, you know there's going to be all sorts of obscure madness in there. That's really cool. You know, I hadn't like I've you know I know of these books and I think they're you know it's like a really cool. It's just a nice little collection, even just to give us a gift to people since we are in the holiday season. That's a very good thing to pick up to you know for any Star Wars fan. Um, but. I never thought about it being one of the books that Ray has. Yeah, because it's written and... it's, it's, it's written as an in-universe book. So as you go through the yeah. years, you know, Luke's made notes in it and Yoda's made notes and various people. So, you know, it's, it, it would all tie in. It, it's, not, it's not impossible in your own head. That's really cool. No, I, I that kind of like completely changes my perspective on those. I mean, I thought they were just sort of like nice, cool little things, but now... If I can imagine myself being in universe training with them, that's even better. Yeah, so that was a that was a nice touch. Um, what's what's next on your on your hit list? Well, I thought it was a nice. I mean, like you were saying earlier, that we have all these nods to you know pretty much everything start like you know released from Star Wars. But there was when when they get when Ray gets to the Jedi Temple, that the way that it opens up to me was very much right out of Jedi Fallen Order, the video game. Absolutely. I've, I've wrote the same thing down in my notes, everything about that temple. Um, in fact, first watch, I re- I've hit rewind because I'm like, I'm sure we didn't say Bogano when um, she went there, but it's it looked identical. I think almost a missed opportunity. Yeah. Like they could have just used that planet. <laughs> they didn't need That's to invent right. anyone. I mean, and... That's something that, like, I love that all these, you know, authors and writers and all these for Star Wars, like, they all just want to keep adding, adding, adding to just continue to make, you know, expand the universe. But I'm also like, you already have a lot in there. Why don't you just, like, add more depth to what's already there? Yeah, so, so, like, somebody's already keep... designed one of these. <laughs> exactly. Like, we already have a lot of ice planets. We already have a lot of desert planets. We already have... You can never have too many Jedi desert temples. planets. <laughs> apparently not space is harsh I mean, well sand gets just gets everywhere so i'm just trying to not have as much sand <laughs> uh, um but no I, I i did like at least that it was uh it did look i mean very much right out of jedi fallen order and i loved that video game so i thought it was a nice nod to it and for anyone who hasn't played the game i thought you know definitely like go in go play it it's super fun um it is ca- a canon story right so, yeah yeah absolutely um definitely just adds to the whole like you know uh, history and lore that uh of of uh star wars um but then yeah so we're inside the we're inside the temple and there's this stone right that opens up this i'm just gonna call them wormholes because that they kind of operate more like wormholes even though they also sort of look like the world between worlds from uh from rebels yeah absolutely um you know that's in my head that's what they are it just it kind of it reaffirms again that there is this ability in star wars to travel through space and time if if you want to yeah is there anything is i mean in in legends let's dive back into everything else every crazy thing that star wars has done but is there time travel in Legends? And, or, is there some sort of crystal that gives you the ability to open up portals in Legends? I can't think of any portals. There are a couple of very weird instances of time travel. Um, it's, it's... I see you thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jason Solo, um, in the sort of the Darkness trilogy, figured out this thing called flow walking, where he could travel back in time through the force but not affect anything just kind of watch although that kind of got muddied a bit throughout the fate of a jedi and the um legacy of the force books but then the first one that springs to mind is from the the star comics issues of droids and ewoks which tied into the animated series um so the droids animated series is set 15 years before a new hope the ewok series is about three years after kind of takes place either side of um, Empire Strikes Back but in one they the droids get thrown through a wormhole and end up on Endor because they wanted a big crossover issue between their two animated shows <laughs> um, 
So then they, they end up on Endor, uh, meet the Ewoks, something to do with a runaway child, can't really remember, um, <laughs> but manage to go back through the portal and make it back to their own time again. Jesus. So, wait, when, when was this released? That, that would have been in the 80s, around 85, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Uh, it's included in... Interesting. Uh, should, should be included in one of the Marvel Legends Epic collections, I think. I'm not sure if they've got to the... The old, older Star Wars droids stuff, yeah. I know they've released the Dark Horse droids issues, but yeah. maybe not the original Star Comics ones. It's definitely in a Dark okay. Horse omnibus. I'm just not sure if it's in an epic collection yet. <laughs> Interesting. Well, and I mean, you're describing this, what, what was it? Uh, flow? Flow walking. Uh, flow walking. I mean, that also does kind of, the way you describe it, um, reminds me, I mean, going back to Jedi Fallen Order, of what Cal could do. I mean, you know, because he touches objects and um, he can sort of see the past of that object. The same thing that, uh, same kind of like power that uh, Quinlan Voss yeah. has, right? Um, I forget. Uh, what it, psychometry. What it psychometry, right. So, I mean, it, it sounds a little bit like that. It's maybe tied to that where you can go to the past of some object and see what was happening there. Yeah, I think the flow walking was... It's slightly different because he he can communicate with the people, but they'll only remember it in the present. Or It, it got very, like I said, it got muddied. <laughs> Wait, so he would jump back, flow back, yeah, because walk it was, back, uh, flow walk back. There was an instant where he, wanted to, he went back to... He either observed Anakin Solo's death or just the aftermath of it. Um, something along those lines. I see. And But he could actually talk to the people back there. Yes, I'm going to say. I may be wrong. This is why we need a fact check segment at the end, end of the show. <laughs> That's like maybe every the next episode. Then All we the can things Trevor got wrong. You're saying. Yes. Actually, that would be a good uh, assignment for anyone listening. There you go. Email us with anything that Trevor got wrong, yes. and we will have that as a new section at the end of every episode. Trevor's top ten <laughs> Star Wars mistakes this week. Uh, yes, um, I like it. But yeah, that's a good. That's a good. The thing. whole um, <laughs> the whole um, episode kind of reminded me a lot of the plot to Force Collector, the young adult book that came out a year or two ago. I have not read that yet. See, it, it kind of went under the radar. People thought it was just okay, but I really, really enjoyed that one. Um, really, and it's the same sort of thing. If somebody going around and on his own personal quest, but he's revisiting a lot of the key moments from from a saga. Um, you know, oh. very very similar to to this, but without actually being there. Is it? I mean, yeah, no, I haven't read that either. Um, but is it? Um, is he a force user, or is he just someone who is like in? No, he's like, a in, sort of he's, by the he's force. a he's a young force user who's just kind of trying to to learn more about his powers oh interesting yeah no that's that's on my one of my next books because i i it didn't sound super interesting to me at first but i have heard people like you right now just saying that it is actually pretty good honestly so. it's one of my favorites of the last couple of years seriously yeah, i i, I oh. lap that one up in about three sittings and i very rarely do that Oh, okay. Then I'll maybe I'll, I'll have to move that up my queue then, because. But again, my opinion was in the minority. <laughs> just, just. Put I, but you also do have the experience of nine hundred and whatever freaking books you said well, you have. Yeah. So, <laughs> I think I could trust your judgment when you have that much history behind you. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the banks in between different different sort of eras. But one thing I I want to point out is the the shot for shot recreation of the trench run on the first death star i thought that was That's brilliant right. um yeah all the angles yeah. everything that was just it was just really good work no they did great in recreating all those scenes um one of my favorite though well i guess it's more of a callback to the original scenes but uh but i think we got confirmation finally about who shot first <laughs> so Han shot first. One of them. Hans, both of them. <laughs> One of them did. <laughs> One of them did. So yeah, but yeah, that was definitely not one of those uh, recreations of the of the scenes. But that was a, a nice callback. Um, but I did enjoy when they yeah that when they when you see all the X wings just going over to to shoot the 
the Death Star. That was great. Um, I also liked when they were trying to come up with a name for the second oh, yeah. Death Star. It's like a bit deri- derivative, isn't it? <laughs> so that was also really good. And the one thing I um, one thing I can't get enough of is just camp evil Palpatine. I love him. I, th- I think he's brilliant. I think Lego version is possibly he's my version of what Palpatine's like. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was great. I love that. I mean, just like how much more animated he is and just like how he's just so willing to just drop Vader. Yeah. Because, like, so it's just, I mean, it's a, a lot of it was actually taken out of the uh, Robot Chicken um, specials. I think it's the same kind of of, uh, of Palpatine. Yeah. I don't know. Have you watched a lot of the... I, I did when they, watched those? I, I did mean, when they first came out. Um, I was... Uh, I thought they were okay. Um, I was never a yeah. massive fan of a robot chicken style of animation, to be honest. Mm, um, yeah. But yeah, you know, where else are you going to hear Palpatine go, zapity zap zap? <laughs> no, I love that. Yeah. No, and but I do know that there's like the, you know, it's actually talking about recreations of, of scenes. There is a scene in Robot Chicken where Palpatine is just going down that hole after after Vader throws him down. And this is very much just the same as a Robot Chicken episode. Oh, okay. And and you see Palpatine also kind of like rethinking his entire life. Right. So very much like what they do here. And like you sort of see the same kind of like blue streaks ha- you know, going all around him. And he having this realization about, you know, what he did. Also, as a holiday special, a very nice reference to A Christmas Carol. Just because it's like... Hey, just realize that you maybe shouldn't have been yes, so bad after yes. all. Um, but yeah, there's a, there. Yeah, that that whole sequence is very much taken right out of the Robot Chicken episode. And there's even just like that one part where there's like a like a balcony or something where you see two stormtroopers in there. Yes, in the yeah. Robot Chicken episode, there is also a shot where you do see a stormtrooper like with like a. I don't know, a little like lounger and he's just sort of like just laying down with a fake palm tree or something, just like hanging out and he just sees Palpatine dropping and he's like, all right, good. See, now that shot of um, that shot of those two stormtroopers, I read on Twitter that somewhere there is a Freemaker Adventures Easter egg in this Lego special. Um, and we'll talk about Freemakers shortly, but I watched it again today and I couldn't see it. But the last episode of Freemaker Adventures takes place in the second Death Star, and we actually witness Palpatine falling down. Then the only Easter egg I could think of possible is that those two Stormtroopers are also present in that Freemaker Adventures episode. Oh. I just haven't done my well, research I, yet. I do know that the mug is also not the first time that we've seen that mug. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. And pretty much the entire... like. Palpatine's reaction is right out of whatever this. I I I guess it's not the Freemaker Adventures, but it is from one of the some other Lego Star Wars thing where they have pretty much the same exchange, and Palpatine is just also saying, "But I am the only Emperor, so this is stupid." Um, I wonder what that's. So I'll have. Well, we'll put it on the show notes or something. But I like um, I like the fact that the. Mug is from a gift shop on Batu as well, because it's a nice knowing wink yeah. to the fact that there's lots of gift shops on Batu. <laughs> of course, and you know Disney has to promote their own theme park in there. And another callback, actually, to the theme park, also callback to our own episode one, is how Poe is cooking the tip. Yes, yes. Not as good. Also, again, using that engine. So it turns out pit yeah, droids it, are better cooks than Poe. <laughs> that's right. They do a much better job in The Mandalorian and hopefully at uh, Galaxy's Edge than Poe did here. And that was a lovely bit, but I think, um, lovely inclusion of Mando as well, where everyone stops to say how cute Baby Yoda is. I did not expect no, them to jump into Mando, and I freaking loved it. As soon as, like... I think I had I might have even like looked away for a second, and then I just heard the music, and I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. It was like I was so excited. It was so cool. I I, do, I wish they had been there for just a little bit longer, but just the inclusion of it is fantastic. Um, I, one of the, my favorite running gags as well was the the blue milk. You know, I know blue milk. It's been joked about to death now. But just the fact that he just kept whipping it out of his back pocket and leaving himself a little 
moustache every time. I thought it was hilarious. This that's that, this is true, and um, it's also a minifig that you can get. Oh, with the, the blue milk. Yep. Um, if you pre-order the Lego Star Wars uh, video game, ah. you will get that Luke with the blue milk mustache uh, see, and it, a little blue milk. Canister. It's all just capitalism, isn't it? They all just want us to buy of stuff. Course. No, it's all related. <laughs> I mean, so here, here we go. Um, at one point in the um, in the special, we do see a gonk droid, but he's like an ice yep. gonk droid. That is one of the um, one of the minifigs that you get out of the Lego Star Wars Advent Calendar that I think is probably available right now. Uh, okay. Also, Vader with that. This, yes, with I've, I've seen that, that before. Yeah, I've seen. Also that. from the same Advent Calendar, um, Poe wearing his Christmas sweater or holiday sweater. Same thing. So a lot of the things, a lot of the minifigs that we see in this special are right out of this um, holiday, like Christmas. Uh, but but they're missing a trick by not making actual Christmas jumpers like that. I, I want Poe's jumper. This is true. I mean, I would I would most definitely... I mean, you, I'm sure you can find it somewhere or something very similar, but those are really cool, and I would definitely wear them. I have been looking for something to wear this holiday season, and uh, now I want one of those. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, uh, okay. Another one of my favorite scenes, though. I mean, I, I love Kylo Ren. Um, I think he's definitely one of my favorite characters in all of the Star Wars. And when he comes in, and he has his whole risky business moment, like Tom Cruise, when he just slides <laughs> in. Yes. I'd, I'd missed that reference. I didn't twig that. That's why I'm here. I was so fixated on the you... Hux and all his shirt jokes. There you go. And, you know, you have that and you can fix it on all the other references within the Star <laughs> Wars collection. And I'm here to tell you, hey, man, there's a world outside of Star Wars. And you lie. <laughs> that world exists with advent calendars and Tom Cruise movies. And I'm here to enlighten you. This is really what this whole thing is about. <laughs> It's about me teaching you other things. Um, I think one of the things that really stuck out to me but just shows how much they're taking the mick is the fact that Greedo says McClunky when he comes into the party. <laughs> Do you know about the whole McClunky thing? Well, I know that they added it on the latest version. Yeah, so you know, there's that whole drama about yet another revision to the Han and Greedo scene. So they're just going to have Greedo walk in and say it as if to go, yeah, we know, just get over it. <laughs> so... So that is Greedo that walks in. I assume so. So maybe he didn't get shot. (laughs) Or maybe just all Rodians say it now. (laughs) It's a a Rodian saint. Or maybe because Rey is jumping around all over and she did carry Greedo with him, I think, when we see all the little minifigs um, in the desert, then maybe she did mess up the timeline after all and Greedo did survive. Oh, there we go. Perfect. No, but then he was shot by both... Yeah, but when you're shot in Lego, it doesn't count. It doesn't kill you. That's right. You just sort of like fall apart and you can put yourself back together. Oh, I did want to... Okay, important. Yes. Let's go back to the actual life day that's happening here and we're celebrating within this special. Um, There's this party going on, right? Yes. All these people are coming in. Yes. Maz Kanata comes in. Yes. Obvious call back to The Force Awakens, you know, where's my boyfriend? Yep. However, doesn't Chewbacca come in with his wife and his son? See, now this is... And his father. This is my massive grievance about this episode, this special. <laughs> okay, let, let, us, let us hear So it. not only are they introduced, and they're obviously Chewie's family, you know, they're... Itchy's white is... He's, it, there's no way that they're not Chewie's wife, son, and father. But they're yeah. not named, so they're not. They are not given names. They just we're just told it's Chewie's family, and then Maz walks in and Chewie's all over her. It's just inappropriate, and I'm not happy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know you don't know how Wookies roll. You don't know they might be polyamorous. No, and, no, or I, or polygamous. Sorry, not polyamorous. Poly- well, I mean, maybe that also applies. I don't know. But... No, I've read books about the, the loving relationship between Chewbacca and Malatobuck, and I'm not having it any other way. Maz is a homewrecker. It was so, so <laughs> loving 
indeed that uh, he decides to abandon his family and go fly with his best friend for the rest of his life. Well, and then after after Han dies, shouldn't that relieve him of his duty? Well, <laughs> technically, yes. The answer is yes, Trevor. But he does not. He does not go back to his quote unquote wife. He just decides to keep, you know, having fun with his friends, blasting people around. I think he, so. he um, I think in the aftermath books, he's actually based um on Kashyyyk for a while. He he goes to spend you know a couple of years with his family, I think, and then he kind of gets That's roped right. back into it because of all the imperial activity on Kashyyyk. I think. That's right. No, no, you're you're right. You're right. Aftermath. I mean, it it really is a, a really good book, and I think everyone should should read it. I mean, it's I know that a lot of people have trouble uh, getting through the first one, um, just because it's the pacing of it. Yeah. But I mean, now I mean I know we were only on our second episode, but I know we we mentioned it on the on the previous episode, right? And now because of uh, um, Mando does reference it a lot, and now we're talking about it again. So I do think that people should definitely grab that if they haven't. Yet. Oh, absolutely! But still, it's still the biggest canon trilogy in regards to world building and setting the scope of where the galaxy's at. That's right. So definitely check the the links on the show notes and all that because you should grab that book. Um and I mean I I think that's those are all my main points that I had in here. I think that uh for for that special. I mean there's, there's one you know, more thing which just, I wanted to talk about, which is Max was, Rebo. Max Rebo. Great to see Max in there. You know, not sure where the rest of his band yeah. has got, but there's there's a long, long-standing discrepancy over how many limbs Max Rebo has, <laughs> because he's an he's an Ortolan, um, and uh-huh. I remember he's popped up in one of the Star Wars Adventure comics um, last year or the year before, because if you look at the original puppet, he's playing that keyboard with his legs. Yes. And there are no arms. You know, he's a he's a two limbed animal. He'll walk on his legs, or then he'll sit down on you know his back and play keyboard with his legs. But now they've got four limbs, and I think throughout Star Wars publishing history, that's gone back and forth throughout about exactly how many limbs they have. <laughs> um, I did not know this. I'm, I'm sure it's out there somewhere. There's a reference book, but we'll mention it or you know split them into two different types of autolans, but. You know, sometimes Max has just legs. Sometimes he has legs and arms. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I mean, the the minifig of 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 uh, of that without arms would also just look a little a little funny. Yeah, it wouldn't really so, work in a Lego <laughs> Lego form. Yeah, so maybe that's just a little bit of creative uh, license that they took just to make it look like something made sense. Um, actually, and um, oh, I did have I do have one grievance. Yes, about about um the special. For some reason, the Yoda, like, I didn't like it. I didn't like the face. It it looked too smooth. I know it's a plastic figure. It looked it looked like a young I, Yoda. It, yeah, yeah, I just needed it to be a little more wrinkly. Like, just maybe just paint more lines or something. But it's he he just looked a little too stretched out. <laughs> like, he just went through some like you know. But honestly, that something. that scene that's that's kind of a spot when I almost had to give myself a good shake and go because I had the same goosebumps I had when Yoda turned up in the Lego Holiday Special that I did in the Last Jedi when Ghost Yoda <laughs> turned up. <laughs> no, this is, no, I like the inclusion of him. I mean, obviously, he does start a whole special, and he's kind of like the one telling the story. But yeah, there was just something about, about that that just sort of like, I don't know. It's kind of, it looks weird to me, and I, I just like, I didn't like that. But that's probably the only thing that I didn't like. Um, But yeah, I mean, I, I think, that covers a lot of my points that I had about the special, and I know we're uh, we're running um, a little long here now. So, do you want to just get into just Lego at yeah. large, Lego Star Wars at large? Um, and I do have some some little trivia questions at the end. So, why don't we hit some of your points, and then I'll ask you a few things. So, just th- just for fun. So, just a quick sort of history about Lego and Star Wars Lego animation in particular. You know, it's been going back to 2005. They sort of did their first animated short with Revenge of a Brick, which I think is included on the Revenge of a Sith DVD. 
And that's worth a watch just for Darth Vader conducting an orchestra with lightsabers. Um, <laughs> but they did a couple of smaller shorts before they started doing longer length features. This is the longest one they've done, but over the years, they've kind of established almost a Lego core canon of shows. You've got mm-hmm. the Padawan Menace, Empire Strikes Out, the Yoda Chronicle series, Freemaker Adventure series, which we spoke about earlier, um, the Resistance Rises shorts, which tied into Force Awakens, Droid Tale series, Lego All-Star series, which bounces all around the timeline. And some of these things have even been found their way over to canon. So in the Freemaker Adventures, for example, uh, Lieutenant Valera, Valeria, she's actually mentioned in some of the text in the Squadrons game. Uh, the oh. battle droid um, Roger, he narrates the droidography reference book that came out a couple of years ago. Um, we were talking in uh, Slack about the latest episode of Mandalorian. And obviously, that you know, what are they trying to do with uh, Baby Yoda's blood? What were those things at the end? And I'd start telling people it's not the first time that um, Sidious had tried to get a clone army infused with the Force because you had Jack 14 in the Yoda Chronicles uh-huh. who actually you know, was made for that exact same purpose. He then came back in the Freemaker Adventures, uh, one of the episodes of Resistance Rises. There's a uh, an episode called Poe Dameron to the Rescue, which is all about uh, Poe rescuing 3PO from uh, a planet with sort of acid rain, which is actually connected to the Phantom Limb, which was a add-on level for the LEGO Force Awakens game but also mm-hmm. adapted in the C-3PO one-shot from Marvel Comics. So it's the same event adapted both in canon and in Lego, which is all about where he gets his red arm from. I have I have read that comic, that one-shot. Um, and a lot of this is on Disney+, Plus. but if you go on YouTube, there's actually an official, a ton of official Lego mini-movies that they've made over the years. And some of these are only a minute or two long, but... Throughout the years, they've covered events like the Sith Empire attack on Alderaan, which is from the the Old Republic video game and had the the cinematic trailer, um, Hope, I think it was called. So you see the uh, Republic trooper, Jace Malcolm, and it must be Darth Malgus. Um, so to see that from a Lego point of view, you've got the Holocron theft from season two of the Clone Wars. Uh, the Battle of Umbara with Ponkrell and the takeover of Mandalore by the Death Watch under Thrawn. Um, uh, not under Thrawn, under Maul. What am I saying? <laughs> um, you know, and ultimately they're, they're adverts for toys, but some of the animation's really good and they're really fun. And because because I'm me, I've compiled a handy YouTube playlist, which, you know, I'll share in our Discord and on our new Twitter account. And uh, yeah, you can go and have a browse. That, that's right. I think there's about 60-something... Um, YouTube videos in that no, playlist. No, 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 <laughs> no. More like three hundred. Oh my god! Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Literally, there's tons. I mean, luckily, nearly all of the episodes of the Yoda Chronicles and Freemaker Adventures and are on YouTube now. So I've been able to put tons of stuff in there. Um, because because I love these things and they are really fun. Like I don't want people to kind of turn my nose about it because they're a really good watch you know just stick it on in the background while you're working and they're just fun yeah yeah no i i I haven't seen all of them i have watched a few i did i did click on your on your (laughs) playlist when you sent it over and i'm like yeah i'm not gonna be able to watch all of these before we record this but i did watch a few of those and um it's they're definitely a lot of fun and um so but especially if this holiday special has been people's first introduction then you know it's it's the gateway to a larger world that's right. So we definitely look for that link. And um, thank you for all that information about just <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> I had no idea. I mean, I know there's all these shows and the Freemaker. I mean, I, I have seen a, f- a few episodes of that. And I, it's it's it looks like a lot. Yeah, of Yeah, the Freemaker too, Adventures so, is I mean, brilliant as well. It's it's really good. Yeah, that, that's some really properly good Star Wars. Yeah, no. So I definitely want to get into that. I mean, it's. Because that's also just very much like side events, right? So that could also technically, or maybe some of it could be kind of like in canon, Well, right? I'm pretty sure that um, their ship, the Star Scavenger, is in Revenge of the Sith. In the, um, oh, great. Sorry, not Revenge of the Sith. Uh, what am I talking about? Rise of Skywalker in the big battle Sky- at Exegol. Skywalker. Okay, there we go. 
So no, yeah, so that that's awesome. And so if you do want a little bit more more side stories, if you are just one of those people that wants to focus on canon, then that's another good show to just uh, to watch, and maybe a good way to continue to get into more Lego Star Wars. Um, so, Trevor, yes, you had questions. Yeah, Lego Star Wars. <laughs> okay. Um, when do you think, or you know, when did they actually start? Not not just the animated series, but the just the collaboration between Lego and Star Wars. Oh, so what you mean you? like the, the first Lego sets? That is correct. Isn't it a twentieth anniversary this year? No, no, it would have been longer than that. It's definitely an anniversary. I'm going to go with thirty years. You were closer before. Ugh. It, the first set was released in November of 1999. Oh, okay. So, so last year was the 20th anniversary. anniversary. That's right. So it was actually released uh, with um, Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. I knew I'd seen, um, I'd seen packaging with some sort of anniversary on it. That's right. Question 2. What is the most expensive um, LEGO Star Wars that's got to be the Set. second Death Star one. The one that was in the Spider-Man movie? Was it in Spider-Man Homecoming? That is one of the most expensive ones, but the new one, I believe, because there's also the Lego Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Which is about $800. It's insane, isn't it? It's more valuable than gold, Lego. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's 618 pounds for you. Yeah. But it is eight hundred dollars for me. Um, I'll have to double check on the Death Star because I know that one's also up there. But from what I was reading, it was supposed to be the Millennium Falcon. You, you'd forget that Lego's for kids, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Not these ones, though. I mean, there's like the level of detail. Like looking at the Millennium Falcon one, the level of detail in it is intense, man. Like there's so many pieces. I mean, that Mos Eisley one uh, looks great, though. That Mos Eisley um, Cantina one that came out recently. That looks fantastic. No, they're all they're all so much fun. I mean, and it, they're also just really cool to put together. So just it's just interesting. Just I mean, I'm an architect, so I've I have I like playing with Legos and um, just building things, and I like. You know, just how inventive they are in coming up with these pieces to put something like this. I, I can barely afford um, to keep up with all the books and comics. I'm not starting uh, with Lego. <laughs> you can you stick to what you have and I'll 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 just build my minifig library. Um short films. How many Lego Star Wars short films have they done? Ah, no, see, but it all depends on what you call as a short film. Um you've got Padawan Menace, you've got Empire Strikes Out. The rest would technically come under mini movies or um, series. So they're the only two short films I think that would class. Mm-hmm. Apart from this one. So three now with this one. There you go. I mean, I think those sort of uh, fall under more television special. Yeah. But I'll I'll buy that. I think you did you did okay. I think, I think once question. you hit sort of twenty minutes, you can call it a short film as opposed to anything that's under you know five minutes. This is true. Because then we also have as as uh, technically uh, short films like you mentioned before, Revenge of the Brick, the Quest for R two D two, yeah, um, and Bomb Bag Bounty. Yeah, I think would also you know I've, I've got them in the playlist. I think they're kind of around that five ten minute mark, so mm-hmm. it's gray area, but yeah. And then, how many television series do we do we have? So we've got Yoda Chronicles, which is a weird one because only half of that is actually on Disney Plus. Um, where's the other half? It's it's not on this. Uh, I think oh. because when it originally aired, they swapped networks. Because I did a bit of research into this recently to see if I wasn't mm-hmm. going mad. Um, <laughs> but that's comprised of TV episodes and a couple of mini movies. So you have got Yoda Chronicles, you have got Freemaker Adventures, Droid Tales, and Lego All Stars. Jeez, I think you missed only one. Oh, really? Yep. Go on. The Resistance Rises. Ah, no. Because that's not a TV series. That's just four shorts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I yeah okay. You got me. Um, I think you you did pretty good. I think th- I mean those were all my questions. I, I mean you you know your stuff. Definitely know all the series in here. And I can tell that I mean you've you've done your research. You have the playlist, and uh, people should go and check it out. 
Um, but I, yeah, I mean, that covers it on my end. Anything else you want to talk about for Lego Star Wars or just anything in general? I wasn't sure we'd reach an hour talking about Lego Star Wars, but I think we've done pretty well. <laughs> we did. We did great. And uh, all right. So let's just close this out. Um, um, yeah. Honestly, if any of you guys have any ideas for things you want us to ramble about, then feel free to drop us a line. Definitely. So the email address again is the swarchives at gmail.com. Twitter and Instagram is um, swarchivespod. So check us out in there or shoot us a message over Discord. We are happy to talk about anything. I do really like this idea of people just trying to correct and find whatever you said wrong, Trevor. <laughs> so if we do start You're getting that man. in, um, that becomes a new segment for sure. Um, and also check out our socials again, just to see all the random books and links and things like that, that Trevor just mentioned in today's episode. And with that, my friends, I think we will call this episode two done. And uh, may the force be with you. Thank you for listening. Thank you.